Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. It is a big day today. It is primary day. In New Hampshire, we have a lot of New Hampshire listeners and New Hampshire stations, so we appreciate everyone tuning in today and hopefully giving us your take because I really love to hear what's going on in the Granite State. I like all of those details. That's actually why I tune into a lot of the coverage of this stuff before um, the actual day because I do think it tells you a lot. I I do think you can get a lot of information out of the energy on the ground and and the signs and the mailers people are getting and if they're annoyed with the mailers or if you know anyone's arguments are having an effect on them and if you're seeing Biden's write-in team and they seem like they're they're making headway these are the things that I want to know and you can always call in it's 844-500-4242 and we do have our first big update you know what let's let's do a grace's news sound because this is big news <laughs> Nikki Haley swept the Dixville notch. And yes, it's six registered voters, so it might not seem like a big deal. But I can assure you, you can bet your bottom dollar that you're going to hear a lot about it today on the news. You are it, you, you would think, based on how much you're going to hear about That's this, that it's a much bigger deal than it is. Um, but interesting, nonetheless. And we will continue to take your calls, like I said, from our New Hampshire listeners. The number is 844-500-4242. And wherever you're listening from, because I'm sure you are, I'm sure you're getting inundated with this stuff either way. Now, also talking about Nikki Haley here, she had a very awkward moment last night when a heckler proposed to her. I'm going to save that sound for a little bit later. But I'm noticing, and I say this as someone who's not very quick on my feet in some senses, she's really, for a politician, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised, maybe this is just what they do, but I would think that you'd have to have a little bit of media training on being prepared for some of the unpredictable moments. Like, okay, so a, a guy proposes to you. She asked him, you know what, let's play it, actually. Let's start with this. Because she asked him a question back. That's where it kind of goes wrong. This is Nikki Haley. She's confronted. I don't even know if you want to say this guy's a heckler. He He's a fan, but not that big of a fan. Let's play it. But you know what? We've got a lot on the line here. We really do. And you look at what's happening in this election. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to vote for me? Oh, get out of here. That's a little tough. She says, are you going to vote for me? He says, I'm going to vote for Trump. Now, I think I would have said, well, the marriage is going to be off to a rough start or something. You know, you got to have something. Otherwise, it just seems sad. Otherwise, you just feel bad. And and self-pity is not good box office. Well, it's it's almost like the, the Civil War question. Like, she just seems unprepared for off script questions. And Jared, I know the old expression goes for lawyers don't ask a question you don't already know the answer to 
But when we were younger and we would try out for, I, I wasn't a very athletic kid. And sometimes I wouldn't make a certain team. And my mom would say to my dad, why didn't Grace make the A-team? And my dad would change that expression to, don't ask a question you don't want to know the answer to. Because he knew my mom couldn't take it. Because he knew that the answer would be, because she stinks. And that would upset my mom. This is the same thing. It's like Nikki Haley goes, are you going to vote for me? Don't ask a question you don't want to know the answer to. Because that's going to hurt in front of all of those people. I got a little secondhand embarrassment for her. Uh, so we have other other sound from these stops, but as you can see, not going as as planned. And we also have big news out of Massachusetts. Actually, good news out of Massachusetts. Often you get to say that. I know, not very often. That's why I'm, I'm going to say it again, just to soak it in. Good news out of Massachusetts. That is right. Uh, Massachusetts has rejected an attempt to keep Trump off the ballot. Somehow sanity is prevailing here and not in other places. Uh, We're going to have Mark Salinas on to talk with us about that. Take your questions because there's a lot of legal news today. It's not just Massachusetts. We have the Supreme Court. Like, you know, what goes up must come down. I just said good news. Now I've got some not so good news. The Supreme Court ruled yesterday that federal officials do have the right to get rid of razor wire and, you know, physical barriers that have been erected by the Texas National Guard. And this tracks for the Biden administration because the only time they care about the border, the only time that they can manage to get themselves together and get something accomplished is if they get wind that officials in these border states are actually finding a way to secure their border. Like if they find out that you're doing something that might, God forbid, be effective in stemming the flow, they get on it real quick. They they rush towards that issue. Because we talked about this recently, Jared, with Arizona. Um, Former Governor Ducey in Arizona, he decided, okay, we have all of these big gaps in the border wall. Let's put in these storage bins, these these big bins, these big uh, giant... What are they? Uh, shipping containers. Shipping containers. Thank you, Jared. And he said, we'll just put those. We'll stack them up. If you're not going to help us, if you're not going to do your job and enforce the law and secure our border because you're too busy securing everybody else's borders. You're too busy worrying about the border in Ukraine and, and all these other borders. So you don't want to secure ours. Then, yeah, we'll do some shipping containers. We'll throw those on top of each other. We'll make do. We'll make do. We got it. We got to be creative in these desperate times. What's that? What's the uh, necessity is the mother of invention? That that's what Ducey figured. That's what a lot of these states are figuring. Because this is necessary. Because it's untenable the situation they're dealing with. And so they put the shipping containers. And that was the first time you heard boo from the Biden administration. They start going, well, well, it's not, those are lands that the animals there are in danger and global warming. And they start coming up with all these excuses. It's like, oh, I didn't even know. I'm glad to know that you're aware that Arizona even exists. Because up until this point, I didn't think you knew that anything was even going on there. But you certainly figure it out when a governor or the National Guard tries to figure out a plan B. And so we'll, we'll talk about that in that decision. And um, like I said, so much news 
in the legal world. We also are going to talk a lot today about the Kevin Morris of it all. And I touched on this last week. He had this transcribed interview on Thursday, but more outlets are dissecting it and kind of breaking down the really bizarre and amusing parts of this interview. If you're not familiar with Kevin Morris, you should make yourself familiar with him. He is, I think the best way I've heard him described is as Hunter Biden's sugar bro. And I would like to go on record as saying I would like a sugar bro as well. I think we could all use a sugar bro. And what that means is Kevin Morris, who's this very successful lawyer, he, he's been Hunter's friend and bank and supporter of the arts. Like, there's nothing this guy hasn't done. And so more outlets, like I said, they're, they're going through some of these bizarre statements. And this lawyer slash art collector slash political donor made some very peculiar remarks about his relationship with the first son. Jonathan Turley was breaking down some of the problems that Morris is facing based off his relationship with Hunter. Because financially, there was a lot of strange things like he's loaning him all this money, but he expects him to pay it back. But he's also it's it's weird. And I'm going to read from Jonathan Turley's actual uh, column because it's very good. But I thought the funniest thing came from Margot Cleveland. So Margot Cleveland is from The Federalist and she covers Hunter Biden. I, I don't want to say exclusively, but a lot of her work centers around the Bidens. And so she she broke down five interesting parts of or five tall tales from the testimony from Kevin Morris. My favorite part was number five. It said the Hollywood lawyer donated to a Republican pack. Now, I hate when Republicans and I should use air quotes are used as some sort of defense. And what I mean is, like, think back to uh, James Comey, right, or Bob Mueller. What would they always tell us? When you would look at a situation and go, this is so corrupt, These are, this is a double standard, this is ridiculous, they would say, he's a Republican. He's a, that's what Joe Scarborough would say. Bob Mueller is a Republican. He's one of you. Yeah, you, he, can't be, he can't be screwing over Donald Trump. He's a Republican. And I would go, okay. Like Bill Crystal's a Republican? Sure, whatever. Well, they're, they're trying to use this now for Kevin Morris. So he's donating all of this money. He's a big political donor, which is going to become a problem for him. And Margot Cleveland writes, A final unconvincing claim came near the end of Morris's testimony. When Representative Victoria Sparts asked Morris if it would be fair to say that you contribute mainly to Democrats. No, Morris answered. A share of my money has gone to a PAC run by a Republican. Sparts continued. So you've kind of split usually, but for the candidate specifically. When Morris interjected to correct himself. You know, I probably will probably more on the Democratic side. But I have, you know, then he mentions a Republican who has a PAC who he's donated to. And I'm going to let Jared. And you haven't seen this, have you? No, I have not. I'm going to let you guess what principled Republican has a PAC who Kevin Morris has donated to, which he is now holding up as a get out of jail free card. You can't claim that I'm doing anything shady because I've donated to a Republican, he says. Now, Jared, take your best Ooh, guess. Three spring to mind. Okay, I'm gonna give you I I'll think... give you three. If you if you guess it in the in one of the first three, 
I will bring in donuts tomorrow. I think mittens would be the only one. It's a gr- that- it's a great guess. It's not it. It is not. No. Oh, you um, know what? And, and let me actually let me. Um, hmm. I'm intrigued. Let me whittle this down even further for you because I want to give you a fair shot. Congressperson. Liz Cheney. Very close. I want um, you to get this because I want to bring in donuts tomorrow. So don't mess this up. Yes. Adam Kinzinger. Yes. Ah, I I know it was one of those three. Yeah. Adam Kinzinger was the Republican who Kevin Morris donated to. He said, Adam Kinzinger has a pack. If you check it, my donations are to Adam's pack. And you know what Sparts responded? Which, we got to start implementing something, Jared, like, I don't want to say hero of the week. If anyone has a good idea, it's got to be some award we give out for the best response or, you know, quip of the week. Because this person who I never heard of, Victoria Sparts, this Republican, I love her response, okay? So he says, you know, if you check Adam Kinzinger's pack, my donations are to Adam's pack. And she, she responds back and says... But you said Republicans. <laughs> Chef's kiss, Sparts. Wonderful job. Imagine his orange face turning bright red when he sees he won't even make it to the general election. We're going to talk uh, Hunter Biden and Fannie Willis as well. Uh, again, there's so many interesting cases out there that we're keeping an eye on. DA uh, Fannie Willis from Fulton County updates on the divorce documents that were unsealed. It's regarding credit card charges and also Nathan Wade's alleged restructuring of his law firm and so much more. And you know what else we're going to we're going to get into today, which I'm shocked we've never really talked about this social security. I want to have this conversation with people, maybe this debate, depending on where people fall on this. We'll talk about all of this in the show. It's going to be so much fun. Don't go anywhere. But right now, Jared, I want to tell people about the NASA Beach Inn because this is the perfect place to go. If you want to unwind, if you're sick of getting the mailers, if you're sick of the TV ads all about the primary, if you're if you just want to unplug from this craziness and relax, this is the spot for you. Yeah, actually, when I was driving in today, the sun was coming up and it was a nice, you know, cloudy pink sky, which I know is bad for weather. I know that. But I was looking at that thinking, wow, this would be great to look at from, you know, just outside sitting in a fire pit at the Nasa Beach Inn right now, because every room has a fireplace and a picture window. So when you're down on the Cape in the winter, if it's cold, if you just want to stay inside, be cozy, you can do that because it's a cozy place. Like I said, there's a fireplace and a picture window. You can look out if you're a little braver. You can sit out by the fire pits, watch the sunrise. My wife and I went down there uh, during the winter, and that's what we did. We had our morning coffee out there by the fire pits, watch the sunrise. She took a nice little time-lapse video with her phone. Uh, Very tranquil, very nice. Your steps from the beach, I mean, you just walk... And you're right there on the beach and being on the beach on the Cape in the winter, that's the time to be there. You don't have to deal with crowds. There's not a lot of noise. It's just the sound of the waves. And if you, you know, they're pet friendly. If you want to bring your dog, you walk your dog along the beach. It's the perfect getaway and it's not far away either. Yes, and right now you can stay at the Nasa Beach Inn for under $200. This is such a great deal. Don't delay. These rooms go fast. All you have to do is go to nasadbeachinn.com. That's nasadbeachinn.com. We're going to do the poll question regarding Social Security when we come back, so you can vote in that at gracecurlyshow.com. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show.
This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone. One of the textures suggested Profiles in Curly Award. I like that. I do like that. That That's in the running. Um, I wanted to mention here, because I, I did something yesterday I don't usually do. I teased the fact that I was going to be on Fox, Jared. And I did preface it by saying, like, knock on wood, hopefully it, it goes off. And then... When people tuned in, I was getting tweets from people who were saying, you, you're not on, or did I miss you? Or, you know, Andrew Yang's on right now, but no Grace Curley. I did get the X. I did get cut. You hate to see it, but it happens. It's showbiz, baby. And the next time I'm on, which hopefully will be tomorrow morning, very bright and early, you guys can check it out there. I'll repost it on Twitter or whatever. But yesterday, yesterday I was, I was very excited, and then at the last minute I got the cut. It happens, though. Today's poll question is brought to you by the wellness company. Howie got the flu. The mailroom manager got sick. Um, Jared, you were sick for a a little bit uh, a few weeks ago. And it's just that time of year. These things catch up to you. So be prepared. Get your emergency medical kit from the wellness company. To learn more, go to twc.health slash curly. And when you use code curly, you save 10%. C-U-R-L-E-Y. Jared, what is the poll question? I'm excited about this. And what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is do you think the Social Security collection aid should be raised to help keep it solvent? Now, you might be hearing that and going, why aren't you doing a poll question regarding the New Hampshire primary? But in a weird way, I do think this plays into it because Nikki Haley, a lot of these ads you're seeing, a lot of these mailers, they are criticizing Nikki Haley for her stance on Social Security, which is hard to keep up with because it changes all the time. But she does admit that she wants to reform Social Security. And there are other Republicans like Chris Christie who agree with her on this. Now, I am sure that there are some complexities here that I'm not understanding. But with that being said, I'm still going to make my decision and put in my vote. My vote is no. The age should not be changed. The age is 65. It should remain 65, in my opinion. What do the votes say? 71% say no. They agree with you. Now, 29% I, think the age should be raised. I understand that people are worried that it won't be solvent if we keep going down this road. Obviously, life expectancy has increased. There's no money left and all that. But I'm here to tell you something. I don't care. It's And here's why. It's not fair that we pay now in some states like California and guaranteed, you know, it's it's a dumpster fire. But they're paying for health care for illegal aliens. Joe Biden's reduced, like, fit, canceled, what, $50 billion of student loan debt. We are at this point playing with Monopoly money. And the people that you're going to screw over are the people who have actually been working and paying into something for the last 60 years. And then you're going to look at those people and go, well, sorry, we got to tack on three more years. And here's the other part. If they said, okay, we're going to boost it from 65 to 70, and it's only going to affect people in their 30s and their 40s, that would be one thing, because that's what a lot of people are claiming. But I don't believe them. I don't believe them. I, I, I think that they'll they'll keep pushing it. And then they'll start saying to people who are, you know, 65, sorry, you got to wait a couple more years. 
All the money we spend, find the money. Find the funds. Am I wrong? Call in. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Just just to touch back on the poll question just a little bit. This is from NBC News. It says GOP candidates split over raising Social Security retirement age in presidential debate. So obviously this is an old article, but I thought it, it, it laid out where people stand on this. And it said Chris Christie and Nikki Haley said they back raising the retirement age for younger workers, while Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and Senator Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina said they wouldn't change it at all. The latter two are in alignment with the position of former President Donald Trump. So Christie and Haley are arguing that it's unrealistic to think Social Security can remain solvent without overhauling the system. Now, Christie said he would raise the retirement age for workers who are now in their 30s and 40s. So some people would be grandfathered in, like you'd be okay if you were 55, it wouldn't change for you. But this is what I, this is how things always happen, where it's like, oh, it's just going to affect these people or this age or people in this bracket. And then before you know it, the whole thing is changed. And I don't know how you look people in the eye who've been paying into this and who've been actually working, which let's be honest with ourselves. That's a rarity nowadays in this country. People who are actually working, getting up every day and contributing to society. And they've been getting slapped in the face at every turn. There, there hasn't been a break for those people. And now they finally start hitting that, that age and you're going to change the game. And it also reminds me of like, if you told me, okay, you got to run a mile. I'm pretty out of shape, so I wouldn't love the sound of that. But I could mentally wrap my head around it. But then if when I got to the end of the mile, you said, actually, it's a marathon. You got to run 20 more. I wouldn't appreciate that. People mentally prepare themselves for a certain distance. And I don't. And also, I'm I'm not buying this idea of like, oh, we just don't have the money. We don't have the money for anything. Last time I checked, it doesn't stop people from spending it. Yeah, maybe there'd be that money in Social Security if they didn't rate it as a slush fund that they steal from us every chance they get since the 70s. Well, I was I was trying that to you f- can't opt out of, by the way. I, I was trying to figure out how much money Biden has spent or, you know, canceled And it says, this is from The Hill, it said, the administration has forgiven $136 billion for more than 3.7 million student loan borrowers in the first three years of Biden's presidency. And I know it's not apples to apples, and I know that certain money comes out of certain places, and canceling, I'm using air quotes, canceling student loan debt versus whatever, I, I get that. But it's the principle of the matter. It's like, wait a second, so some people get total free rides, they get all of their student loan debt canceled. They don't have to pay anything back. And then other people who were sold one thing are now being told that something else is going to go down. Just doesn't seem right to me. And I don't think it's going to happen, but we've just never really talked about it on the show. And I didn't think of it until today when I think it was I was listening to Brian Kilmeade. He was talking about Nikki Haley and saying how she has, you know, her point on that is that, yeah, it's, it's not going to be solvent. And he was kind of 
agreeing with her a little bit. And I was thinking, well, we'll figure it out because you can't look at people who've been paying into this and with everything else going on, an open border, inflation sky high, you're canceling all the student loan debt, you're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. We have no there's no accounting system for where that's going. And then you're going to look at the the people paying in and go, actually, you got to wait till you're 70. We're, we're going to have a mutiny on our hands if we keep this up. 844-500-4242. By the way, Mark Salinas from Silva and Salinas, he's a great friend of the show. And he has been representing Donald Trump on the ballot commission case in Massachusetts. Obviously, he's had a, a pretty good day as far as that goes. He's going to be joining us at 105 to talk all things Trump. And I'm also going to ask him about Hunter Biden. And I'm going to ask him about the Fannie Willis case, because I don't see a way. I'm starting to think that whole case is going to have to be tossed out. And maybe Mark will have a different take on it. But this is pretty incredible. She's so wrapped up now in this in Nathan Wade's divorce proceedings and more and more information's coming out about it. Now, he was, I guess, based off the, the documents that I'm seeing, he was trying to restructure his law firm to make it seem like his net worth wasn't as much as it actually was worth. And um, his wife is his wife is holding his feet to the fire. And she's the one who's like blowing this whole thing up. Thank God. Jocelyn Wade. She gets a profile in Curly. Or what's it called? Profiles in? Profiles yeah. in Curly Award, yes. Yeah. She, she, well, she's nominated this week. We can't just give them out willy-nilly, but she's nominated. Bob, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Bob. Hi, Grace. How you doing today? Good. What's going on? Oh, um, they've already raised the retirement limit for full benefits. Uh, it's a sliding scale based on when you were born. If you were born, I think it's before 1950, you can still retire with full bennies at 65. But I was born in 59, so I have to wait till I'm 66 in 10 months. And my brother, who was born in 1960, has to wait till he's 67. Now, if you retire at 62, you only get half benefits. If you get retire when your birthday says you should retire for full benefits, then there's another sliding scale. You get an increase, I think it's 10% per year until age 70 when that stops. So if you wait till age 70, you get more money. Wait, so now, Bob, uh, you said this at the beginning, but how old are you? I'm 64. I'll be 65 in August. So do you have anything yet? No, I don't have anything yet anything yet and will uh, you wait will you wait till you get the full social security or will you take it early uh i'm probably going to wait in fact i'm going to try to wait till age 70 to get more than my full benefit see i uh, again maybe i'm just naive here that's always something we should yeah, factor you, in you should. but but i would i'd be out there i'd be in the parking lot the second it struck midnight and i thought i could get some money i would take it because bob a few things one, I don't trust them. So I don't trust that in the next, you know, you wait, you do everything you're supposed to. You wait till you're 70 plus or whatever. And then all of a sudden they tell you, oops, sorry, went belly up, can't do it anymore. Or Bob, and I'm not trying to be doom and gloom here. I'm not trying to be ghoulish or anything, but there's always a chance you kick the bucket. And which, of course, we don't want that to happen. But I'm just saying, like, then you waited all this time and you got nothing. Have you have you thought of those factors? Well, a friend of mine who's... Um very um doesn't make didn't make nearly as much as i did he took it this year he's only 62 
So he took it this year, starting this year, for that reason. He wants to get his money now before it goes belly up. And um, I've been thinking about this a lot. There's a couple things baked into the system. Every few years, the politicians have to Band-Aid fix it because they say the system's going to go broke. And they put a Band-Aid on it, and they, they go off, and they do their thing. And then another five or ten years later, they're back at the well doing it again. And those things need to be taken care of before we even think about doing things like raising the retirement age. Uh, case in point. First of all, obviously, um, the amount of taxes you pay on your salary for Social Security is capped. I think it's like $90,000 a year now. Once you get to 90000 they don't hit you for any more money. So that means somebody like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, they're, once they're, the, only the first $80,000 of their salary is subject to Social Security. I don't think that's terribly fair. I mean, Warren Buffett can surely pay more than that. Um, You're suggesting he pay his fair share. Yes, actually, actually, I am. Yes, I hate to say that, but it's true. I'd have the to think time, about that. I have to think about that because ugh, I get what you're saying, but then there's a part of me that goes, "No, I don't. I don't think you should have to pay more." But, but I understand your point. I, you know what? I'd have to sit with that for a little bit, Bob. I really would. That's a good question. Is should they have to pay more, or should there be like a cap? I don't know, um, Bob. I'm going to hold you there because the lines just blew up with the social security talk. But I appreciate. All of the details that you've given us. I haven't really ever thought about this because I'm so far off from even being close to it. But I have thought about, because I talked to my parents about it, would I wait until I was older to get the full boat or would I just go in as soon as I could? I think I'd go in as soon as I could because you can't trust anybody. You can't trust anybody, especially not the government. David, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, David. Hey, Grace. Um, real quick, regarding your quote or uh, clip of the week, I would call it Grace's Cut of the Week and have it sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Oh, um, I like that idea, David. Very good. <laughs> but anyway, regarding Social Security, don't forget one thing you're not factoring in is the 8 to 10 to 20 million illegals who, because their court date is um, forever away and probably won't show up anyway, that's a huge segment of the population that's not even paying into it. Um, that will certainly impact because we're going to be paying their benefits um, for, I think, ever, and without them paying back into it, the system is ultimately going to fail. And um, something else that bothers me is the, the previous caller made a great point about uh, these extremely wealthy people who only get taxed on 90 grand. But I know a lot of extremely wealthy people, um, and some of them don't want their Social Security. They don't need it, and you can't opt out of it. Um, and I think that's a little bit silly as well. Why not keep it in the pot for those who truly do need it? Um, that's all I have. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many people actually check that box if it was an option. Like, hey, you don't have to take this because that'd be I don't think you'd get that many takers, but maybe. And, and as far as factoring in the illegal aliens, I'm factoring it in in the sense of in the sense of the hypocrisy, I guess, of trying to tell people who have been paying into this for so long that you're going to change the game when at the same time simultaneously you're letting all these people in unvetted and they're getting all these sorts of benefits and they're getting free shelter and they're getting free food and they're getting all these free things i'm factoring that in as far as my fear which is you're going to have a rebellion on your hands there's only so long you can make people feel foolish and take advantage of people until they freak out until they until they can't take it anymore. Donald, you're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Donald. Hi, Grace. 
Hey, I, uh, Bob and David kind of stole my thunder a little bit. I'm, I'm going to be 65 in March. My younger brother is 62. My full retirement age is not until I reach 66 and a half. So if you want to retire when you're 65, say you're 40 years old, anybody born after 1954 cannot retire until they're at least 67 years old with their full benefits. It's ridiculous. And they, you know, and they always tell you you can retire when you're 65, and it's simply not true. They've been, they've been sneaking it in through the back door for years. And Congress did this in the middle of the night, and nobody knew about it. Because I certainly thought I could retire when I was 65. But I have to wait until I'm 66 and a half. Now, to do, get the full benefit. You can retire early if you want to, but you get a lot, a lot less benefit. Yeah, that that's. I guess that's part of the question that I have. And I'm looking here at this this article on Social Security. It says people who have paid into the Social Security system can begin receiving benefits as early as 62. But like you just said, Donald, you'd have to see what percentage of the benefits you're going to get. Because as much as I say, yeah, I'd be the first one in line trying to get my money, if... If you told me it was like 90% less, and I'll look into this because I, I bet people can call in and tell me because I know, like, for example, my parents have done the research. When, it's your, when you think you're going to either get money or not get money, you definitely look into the finer details. What, Jerry, well, you're no, laughing? I, just, I mean, it's, yeah, the, the other component of this, too, that they don't tell you is people's pensions also factor into this. If, if some people with pensions are only allowed to get a lesser amount because they not state pensions <laughs> everybody there's great but like if you have a, a pension from your company like that that also impacts the amount you can take when you can take it. and it's i mean it's just it's just thievery in a shell game in a nutshell like that's all it is it makes sense though why if a candidate for office for any office has even ever suggested like even use the word reform when it comes to social security if you're running against that person I understand why they use that as the fear-mongering tactic with voters. Because if I was 64 years old or, you know, 64 and a half, and I saw a commercial that said, Nikki Haley wants to take away your Social Security, you, uh, that would that would work. That is effective because that's your money. And a lot of people bank on that. A lot of people live on that. And so... I, I, I'm starting to understand more and more why you see those commercials and why that becomes such a sticking point for a lot of these politicians. 844-500-4242. And they keep saying, well, it's it's not going to be solvent and, you know, it's going to go bankrupt. It just doesn't have, I don't know, Jared, if it's because of the money that we see being spent every single day or the fact that it does start to feel like monopoly money where you're just talking about these giant sums. But that doesn't have an effect on me when they start going, we're going to be bankrupt. Okay. Okay, fine. Figure it out, though. I don't care. You find money all the time. Find it. 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. We'll take more calls on this. I know I'm kind of just freewheeling this, but I like hearing from people who have thought about it a lot. Um, and I I do think that it does play in a little bit here to this New Hampshire primary because it's it's become a little bit of a problem for Nikki Haley and some other conservatives who have suggested reforming that's how they put it reforming social security i love getting omaha steaks and i like that idea from the caller grace's cut of the week brought to you by omaha steaks we will have to float that out there a little bit later but my favorite thing jared is 
the filet mignon. I mean, you can't beat it. It's so delicious. It's so yummy with a nice glass of red wine, some mashed potatoes. They have great sides, by the way. But what I really love about Omaha Steaks is there's something for everyone. And their website, if you just go to omahasteaks.com, you can customize what you're getting. Plus, if you use, if you go to omahasteaks.com and you you do slash grace, omahasteaks.com slash grace, you're going to get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich juicy boneless pork chops now jared you are a huge fan of the pork chops uh, emma is too but tell people about these pork chops and why they're so delicious so i that's kind of the same thing with the chicken if you've had chicken and, and pork you've had it before but you haven't really actually tasted high quality if you've just gone it from the supermarket the chicken and the pork the flavor from omaha steaks is it's unbelievable it's it's almost like you're eating it for the first time because it's just it has a richness and a juiciness to it that you really didn't know you were missing until you try it. And that's I mean, all Omaha steaks, all their meats are, are fantastic. All their sides are fantastic. But that's really, you know, the hot dogs. It was the same thing. Like I hadn't had a hot dog until I had an Omaha steaks hot dog. This is and my box is coming soon. So I'm super excited. Uh, it's the best meat you can get. Don't mess around with the grocery store. It's more expensive and it's not as good. No one comes close to matching the flavor, tenderness, and value of Omaha Steaks. Like we always say, you know, you're saving yourself a trip to the grocery store, which is priceless. You're getting delicious, delicious food delivered right to your door. And there's something in there for everybody. So if you're like Jared, you love the beef franks, you can get those, you can get hamburgers. It's really, really delicious. And I think you guys are going to love it. So go to omahasteaks.com slash grace to get the four free chicken breasts, the four free pork chops, and get all of this deliciousness today. Hurry up. This offer doesn't last long. But if you go to omahasteaks.com slash grace, you can hop on this now. Minimum purchase may apply. I just did a quick little uh, Google search here and it says... A worker can choose to retire as early as age 62, which a lot of the callers have pointed out, but doing so may result, it probably depends, like Jared said, on you know your finances, may result in a reduction of as much as 30%. That is something to consider. I'll have my answer for you on whether or not I would still do it, if I would still take all my money as soon as I could when we come back. This is the Grace Curley Show. All right, I've had time to think. I've had about two minutes to decide if I knew I was going to get a 30% reduction on my Social Security if I took it right away. Would I still do it? And my answer is, Jared, yes. And I think it comes from how paranoid I am. I'm a paranoid person. I don't know if people know this about me, but I would be paranoid that I would wait the extra year, two years, three years. And in that two or three years, they'd go belly up and I'd be sitting there like a big old fool. And so, yeah, I think I would. I would just grab it while I could. You know, life is for the living. Just grab it. And also, you just don't know what's going to happen in the next like six months. You don't know what's going to happen. So that's what I would do. We have full lines on this, uh, and I really appreciate everyone calling in. I want you to call back. We are talking to Mark Salinas 
in the first segment of the one o'clock, but we can go back to this throughout the course of the show. So if I didn't get to your call on Social Security, we will circle back, as Jen Psaki says. Don't go anywhere. 